Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Because 
as you can see, he locked the door and tried to kill her. Well, none of this crossed her mind. Because to be honest, that would be the first thing that would cross my mind. What if he is a murderer? What if he is crazy, deranged? Well, this clearly did not cross her mind. And we talked about, you know, the fact of being, you know, dangerous. And, you know, being a victim unknowingly. No, you can't be a victim unknowingly if you do not set yourself up to be that victim. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, took the time yesterday to caution, you know, people to not set themselves up for that type of of a situation. Don't set yourself up to be somebody's victim. You know, you don't have to. You should not be desperate like that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that wasn't the only questionable behavior that we came across yesterday. As we read a Dear Abby note, you know, Dear Abby letter for advice. You know, somebody was writing in for advice. You know, of a woman who was mourning her husband after he left her via text for another woman. Well, she described this man as being 66, clinically depressed and an alcoholic, narcissistic, a hoarder, (laughs) and never having peace. But she wants to know from Dear Abby, did Dear Abby think he was going to come walking back like nothing had happened? And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a bunch of foolishness. You are 66 years old, acting like the 24-year-old, and, uh, you know, we kind of... <laughs> that she was also probably somebody who was a drinkaholic and, you know, who was uh, kind of addicted to that behavior. And this had happened already multiple times. And she was just doing what she does, you know, just waiting for him to come back. Because, like I said yesterday, and, you know, Pastor Charlotte, you know, this is not even a question. Whether he's going to come back like nothing's happened. He wouldn't be allowed to come back. That would not be an option. Why would you care about somebody who was 66, clinically depressed, and an alcoholic, was narcissistic and a hoarder. Let the new chick have him. What do you want that problem for? Well, she was also probably narcissistic, clinically depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she probably had some of those same, you know, habits and symptoms and characteristics and, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And... You know, 
she's trying to figure out how she can set herself up to be ready for when her husband comes back. Mm-hmm. That's probably what was going on. Probably what was going on. Well, we spoke to, you know, those individuals as well. And wonderful advice they were given from our pastors yesterday. And, you know, all I can say is go back and listen because you just might pick up something that, you know, might be for you. You know, a lot of times we think about, excuse me, when somebody else is getting advice that has nothing to do with us. But if we're smart, we'll call out something in it for us as well. Yeah, it happens. It happens all the time. So always have your ear to the ground for when the gems are being dropped. You can figure out how you can make it work for you as well. Okay? All right. Well, today, hey, wow, Wednesday, and you know how we do, you know how we do it, and uh, I can't wait to get started, and you know, the other people are trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with their life, how they're going to get through the morning, well, you know. We have a blessing because we have God, and he helps us get through everything we go through. Ooh, yeah. I'm liking that. I'm liking that right there. You know, he helps us get through everything we go through. And today is Wednesday, and, you know, people are kind of struggling get over, you know, this part of the week, and, you know, we don't have to worry about that, we don't have to worry about that, because we have the Father, Mm -hmm. yes, we do, okay, so uh, we're getting ready to take that quick break, so go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go nowhere because we'll be right back. Did you know that hypertension is a universal risk factor for heart disease and stroke? The leading causes of death and disability in the United States. You can reduce your risk by remembering three words. Check, change, control. The American Heart Association wants you to take control of your heart health with the help of the Check Change Control Program, a free online health management tool available at heart360.org. It's free, it's easy, and it's up to you to take control of your heart health. Find out more at heart360.org.
morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Wow Wednesday. And we're so grateful to God for ushering us into this part of the week. You know, everybody didn't make it, but we did. And God is so good to us, and we have to celebrate the fact that God is good all the time. That's not that, you know, that cliche. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and we're going to get our morning started with our girl Vivian and her socially conscious segment. Let's say good morning to Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, good, good. What you got for us today? Okay, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off in the MTA. Hold on. Today, um, police are saying a Manhattan teenager was the latest to be killed while subway surfing in New York City. A dangerous trend that authorities are seeking to end. They say the trend of subway surfing spiked in 2022, but it's still popular on social media sites like TikTok. The MTA did provide statistics that total number of people caught outside train cars, um, it was 928 people in 2022 alone which compared to 2021, where they found 206. So it was a very large increase. And that's just people that they caught. Who knows how many people they didn't catch. So those in authority are looking for ways to stop this trend. And Albert, Andrew Albert, an MTA board member on the transit committee, said, He's pushing for an easier way for passengers to say something when they see subway surfers. He says, quote, there should be a button you can push to alert the train crew, alert police officers at the next station, alert some part of the MTA that this is happening, and you better slow down or stop the train and make sure this person is off the roof, end quote. And if you are caught subway surfing, you can be charged with reckless endangerment, according to police. So me personally, I think that it's a nice thought, but I've heard of the police taking over 15 minutes to show up to a violent scene, let alone something like a subway surfer. So by the time they wind up getting there, the person would be long gone. And how much money would it cost to actually put these buttons on every train or in every station or in every train car when NTA is already talking about money issues and they need more money and stuff like that. So it's a nice thought to put buttons that someone can push if they see a subway surfer, but it doesn't seem like it would be very effective, especially if police aren't where they're supposed to be doing what they're supposed to do, which is what we find a lot lately. But let's move on. Next, we have a seven-year-old girl 
who was repeatedly stabbed in the Bronx on Tuesday morning, and her grandmother was identified as the person of interest in the stabbing. Officers said they found the girl unconscious and unresponsive on a bed at a Clinton Avenue home near East 169th Street around 8 a.m. Police say that she had been stabbed multiple times. Emergency medical services rushed the girl to the hospital and authorities have described her condition as critical. There is no word as to where grandma was or what she says happened. And, of course, if I find any updates, I will definitely keep you all posted. But it just seems like grandmothers have definitely gone wild lately. I guess they need a break. We need to stop giving these kids to grandma. they just as bad as the parents nowadays. So uh, it's just a sad, sad, sad sight to see. I guess the kids don't have to be, you know, put with strangers and foster care and things like that because you just can't trust anybody in the family these days. And next, and during the anniversary of his assassination of Malcolm X, um, and in the room where the civil rights leader was killed, they, they announced a major legal action against the government that the family claims played key roles in the crime and that they covered it up. The family says they have been traumatized not just by the killing, but also by how the federal, state, and city governments have withheld information about their possible involvement in the crime. So if you remember, I told the story recently of the two men, Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam, two men who were convicted of killing um, Malcolm X, who were exonerated about two years ago after serving more than two decades each in prison. Um, Islam died trying to clear his name, and Aziz and his estate, uh, the estate of Islam, received a $36 million settlement last year. So now, after hearing that, the family of Malcolm X is deciding to sue. The family is seeking a larger reward than what those two gentlemen received. Their their lawyer, excuse me, says a wrongful death lawsuit against these governmental entities for $100 million is what they are seeking. He said it is what they are pursuing. If you don't know, Malcolm X died after sustaining 21 gunshot wounds during a speech back on February 21st in 1965. And some witnesses say that um, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies may have been involved in the planning of the crime. One of the witnesses is the one who spent time, who admitted to killing Malcolm X. His name was... um, Abdul Halim. Again, he admitted and he served time for killing them, and he was one of the people who indicated that the FBI and the government had some dealings in him killing Malcolm X. So the family wants justice. They are suing again, and they are seeking $100 million. So do y'all think that they are going to get this money? And if they don't, do you think that maybe this lawsuit will uncover some of the truths that have been hidden for so long? Do you think that it matters? Do you think that they're wasting their time? Let us know what you think about Malcolm X's family after all this time 
trying to sue the government for their involvement in Malcolm X's murder. So lastly, we have been talking about these school bus drivers and child care providers and just how <clears throat> crazy things are getting. Well, we have a Staten Island mom whose six-year-old daughter woke up alone on a school bus, and she is now suing city officials as well as the bus company and accusing them of negligence. They say Jenna Carlson, six-years-old daughter, was supposed to be left at PS39 on May 27th last year. According to the lawsuit filed in Richmond County Supreme Court, instead she woke up alone on the bus miles away from school. She got out through a back door, crossed a busy street, and asked a stranger for help. That stranger said the girl was scared and crying, according to the lawsuit. The stranger looked in the girl's backpack to find contact information for a parent. And according to the lawsuit, the bus driver nor the bus matron checked to see if all the children on the bus got off on, on the morning of May 27th. The driver then took the bus and parked the bus at his home about four miles from the school. And that is just ridiculous. Like, that's just standard um, protocol that after you drop the kids off, before you take the bus, you check every seat, every aisle, even under the seats to make sure that there's no sleeping children. Because who doesn't know that in the morning, kids fall asleep? So that was just pure neglect. There's no other, like, excuse. And then for two of them, the bus driver and the bus matron, no one thought, let me check this bus. So they're definitely going down. And now for our wild story of the week. Reports say a man was taken into custody after Memphis police said he ate two bags of chips that someone else had stolen from a convenience store. They say a man got into an argument with a store clerk on February 9th because she wouldn't sell him a beer. According to reports, the man allegedly took an entire display of chips and put them into his car. While walking to his car with the display, several bags of chips fell to the ground. Police said um, they know this because the clerk had followed the man out of the store. So after the suspect drove off, Another man, Joseph Barshwell, picked up two of the falling bags of chips, which were, which were valued at $4.98. Police say minutes later, <laughs> officers found him with crumbs on his face and arrested him. Police say they reviewed video footage and concluded that Barshwell was aware of the theft. So he is now being charged with theft of merchandise less than $1,000. So they did not speak about what happened to the man who took the whole display, if they found him, if he was arrested, what he's being charged for. But they made a point to arrest this man who picked up two bags of chips and ate them, knowing that they were stolen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's just it's just crazy. And I don't, I don't really blame the police. I don't blame the clerk because he knew that the bags were stolen. And I just picture somebody standing there, you know, instigating the whole situation and, you know, just not helping it at all. And 
<laughs> you just made the wrong decision picking up them bag of chips. But this has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian BM, and come back to find out. Come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. I got a question. I have a question. Now, you said you don't, you don't blame the police and you don't blame who else? The clerk. <laughs> now, who do you blame for him being arrested? Himself. I learned a long time ago when I was in high school, I got in some trouble for following the crowd and watching something go down. And I learned then. To mind your business. When you see a crowd of people, when you see something going down, you go the other way. I learned that a long time ago. And a lot of people need to learn that these days. Wow. <laughs> I would love to hear what I can't wait to hear what the ladies got to say. The the little girl who fell asleep in the car, how did they say how old she was? Did you say how old she was? Did I miss that? She was yeah, she was six years old. She fell asleep on oh. a school bus. Good morning, beautiful ladies. How are you today? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. How are you? I um, I think I'm coming down with something after being out in all these airports. <laughs> wow, well, you sound <laughs> a little congested over there. We pray that you're feeling better. Mm, life you. of a traveling woman, huh? Child, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness Well 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 We've got some stuff to talk about So Hmm Let's talk about the, the little The little one on the bus Let's talk about the little girl mm-hmm. on the bus Now we have Heard Tons of times About the children being left on the bus We've talked tons of times About children being left in the car, how how do we miss? Now, the purpose of a matron is to tend to the children while the driver is driving, but together they clear out the bus. How do we get to a point where the driver nor the matron can figure out that they need to Check the car because I've rented a car, Elden Itisha, and they had a sticker on the on the on the uh, window that said, "Please don't forget to check 
for 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 sleeping children. How you forget this mm. on the bus? Yeah, well, my heart almost dropped because when you said I rented a car, if you'd have said and there was a sleeping child in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, child, both of us would have been, would have had some issues. (laughs) Right. So thank you, God, not that one, not that one. Right. I think, you know, we 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 see these things when, again, we become lackadaisical. You know, we have a job, and after a while, after a while you know, you no longer put, you no longer put, you no longer put you the, no same the same effort, effort, focus, focus, you know, into you what know, it is that you're doing. And so you and look so around the bus, like, all right, I'm tired. Ain't nobody on here. We out. We out. Wow. And wow. so I, I think, again, I think it's, again, it's something that is repeated that, is repeated, that uh, we continue to talk about, how negligence how comes as a result of familiarity, right? It's just like how after you've done something consistently for some time, you no longer take it serious. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is just real atypical of that, of that just routine and you just shrugging your shoulders because you figure it's all done, and what ain't done won't get done. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. And that's crazy because uh, this, is, this is a child, you know? This is right. Somebody, this is a life. Right. This is a child. So I hope that they're being penalized. They deserve to be penalized. Big time, big time, big time, big time, big time. Big time penalties. Ooh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Ah, let's say good morning to Lady Tamika. Good morning, Lady Tamika. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to our ladies. And, of course, good morning to our listeners. How's everybody doing this morning? All righty, all righty, all righty. Thank you. How are you doing? Praying that you're well. I am doing just well. I am (laughs) ready for something. (laughs) I am. Okay. 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 Listen, we haven't even gotten any snow yet, and you talking about you ready for summer? Enough. This this up and down. (laughs) Wear a coat, put on a jacket, put a hat, take the hat off, put the car. I I can't. It's too much. (laughs) Well, you better hope we're not looking at some snow in June, because that's what it looks like is going to go down. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> crazier than off and on the hats. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. So, you know, here we are in in year 925 of, you know, checking the car, checking the bus for children, and we're still negligent. Yeah, I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Just just a thought, you know. We we mentioned that the child never made it to school. So little little Sally little little Sally is sleeping on the seat and you never thought to look back. You know, maybe uh the bus matron and the bus driver stopped cuz you said that or it was stated that the bus driver left the bus at his house. So maybe the matron and the bus driver had something they had to take care of at his house. 
And that's why they couldn't check on the job. Just a thought. <laughs> well, and then afterwards, they forgot the kid all together, huh? Absolutely. They were occupied. They were busy. They were taking care of things, taking care of business, so to speak. <laughs> You know what, uh, uh, Lady Tamika, I can't say that's a foreign thought. You you just can't these days. Nothing, uh, very few things are shocking us these days. Very few things. So you know what, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I didn't think about it, but now that you mention it, nah, I I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that's what was going on. They they you know they needed to get to their destination quickly so they can take care of some business. What do you think the, the uh, punishment should be? Because, see, we, we, this is long past losing a job at this point. It is. You know, I, I have a, a dear friend of mine that has been working for Greyhound probably at least 20 or some odd years. And one of the major things that he does, he has to do, it is part of his requirement, is walk the bus, check the top, check the bottom. You know, we're, you know, even if it's just things for, you know, people leave things all the time. Now, we're talking about children, you know, and they're good for leaving things as well. But we're talking about a whole body, a whole person. Um, to be something. You, you need to be hit and find you something else to do. Obviously, you don't want this particular job, but I'm trying to figure out what, there has to be something, some type of reprimand. You got to get hit in the pocket because obviously you don't, obviously it's not important enough for you to just literally take, how long does it take you to walk a bus? Literally, from the front to the back of the bus. You got to get hit in the pocket. You're not getting as much money or find some, you know, maybe a desk job for a little while, but definitely, obviously not what you're doing because you're not, the children's safety and welfare is not in your best interest. It's obvious. All righty, all righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Um, well, thank you. I'm well. Glad <laughs> to be Ah, uh, so, you know, what do you think? should go on now that, you know, we've just done this job for so long that, you know, we just shrug it off, whatever happens, happens, (laughs) whatever doesn't, doesn't, you know, but but maybe, you know, Lady Tamika is correct, you know, they had somewhere to, you know, to be quick, fast, and in a hurry, and them seats just weren't long enough to take care of that, and (laughs) now... (laughs) Now you got the baby left on the bus. Who actually, now can you imagine, they said she got out, Vivian said she got out of the back of the bus and crossed a dangerous street. Anything, what if she had gotten hit by the car? And here you are at your job thinking that your child is in school, but yet somebody notifies you your child has just been hit by a car, and you're like, no, not my child because my baby's in school. Mm-hmm. This is so dangerous here. What's the punishment? Jail time. They should definitely get fired. They should definitely get fired. And some something, pay a fine. Because you know, that, that was just complete 
there's no way you didn't say that we found her tape to the bottom of the seat, you know, underneath the seat or anything. Well, like it was said, once you checked the bus to make sure that no one else was on and then you got off and was like, well, she had to have taped herself to the bottom of the seat because I checked every row, I checked here, I checked there. It, just whoever got off got off, whoever didn't, didn't, and they got off and closed the doors, and that was that. That was just, nobody wants to do their job anymore. Nobody wants to do their job. All righty. Elder Natisha, what do you think the punishment should be? Uh, yeah, definitely um, it's a, a suspension. You know, I, I, the, the truth is, yeah, I mean, I think we could go as far as terminating their position. Um, you know, you hate to take away someone's livelihood, but obviously you're not good at this job. <laughs> so let's, let's get you let's get you someplace else where you're not endangering the lives of children. Yeah. Yeah, it it has been said a fine, hit them in the pocket. I I put a thumbs up for that one. I say some jail time because this is some serious negligence. This is child endangerment. This is reckless Mm -hmm. endangerment. You know, this is is straight reckless. Um, Forget about a job. Forget about a job. I wouldn't even let you cross kids at this point. You know, you couldn't even hold up the stop paddle. You know, if you can't, whether it was what Tamika said, that, you know, they were rushing to get somewhere to get something done, whether it was, you know, to play footsies or whatever else they could have been rushing to do or too negligent to do, we've got to start sending a message that you need to take these jobs with these children seriously. Because everybody mm-hmm. seems to be dropping the ball, and nobody is being hit with any level of penalty properly. And I think if they start to put these people in jail, even if you got six months, that if that child had gotten off that bus and been hit by a car, what could you have possibly told the parent? This here was light stuff. The fact that some that she got, you know, was left, and that no, 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 this was light stuff. The, the heavier possibility that she got off that bus. So what should she have sat and waited on the bus until it was time six hours later to pick all the children back up, and when he got on the bus, then. No, uh, uh, realize that the little girl. Now, nah, I think it should. They should be hit in the pocket. They should never be allowed to work with children again. I'm sorry, it might seem a little extreme, but guess what? That that's that's the that's part of of your punishment. And I think if they start just putting these things into play a little more often, I think they'll start waking up. I think they'll start waking up. How 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 worse is this than the boy on top of the train subway surfing, Lady Tamika? Come on, they're saying 928 people caught on the outside of train cars in 2022 alone. This is the this is how the the time is passing now for these children. Is that really much different than somebody leaving a child on a bus? What if it had been one of them ninety degree days? 
oh my God, and there's there's so many other things that you can think of that can happen, you know, uh, especially Absolutely. when the bus is getting hot like that. I, you know, I've been on a bus that had mm-hmm. no air conditioning, and, you know, we traveled from state to state, and I, yeah, I, I, there was a couple of people on the bus that would get sick and all kinds of stuff. There's no access to a bathroom. Can you imagine, you know, what this child had to face, you know, just thinking about it and, and you know, how strong was this child that, you know, was the door, was the back door an easy push? Was it a difficult push? What would have happened if she gotten in, you know, like across the street, just across the street with no assistance? You know, how in the world did you end up that far out? You know, and it's obviously because you didn't take the time to look, you know. Um, uh, also, with this, this subway rider thing, you know, I was talking to somebody just yesterday about that whole situation. I mean, can you think about you, you, you sent your child off to school. You, you're under the impression that you sent your child to school, whether the child is six or whether the child is 16, you know, and then you get news that, no, 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 not my child, Sally, not my son, Johnny. No, 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 they're at school. You know, what do you mean that they died? You know, that's the last thing that I, I sent my son, you know, my children off to school. I kissed them, you know, have a good day, and now you're telling me that they died through the hands of either their own or the negligence of somebody not taking the time to look through the, the, the bus to make sure that there's nobody there. Somebody has to be held accountable. And it's not just, you know, I'm thinking about, you. Yeah, at one point I thought about just hitting them at the pocket, but it becomes a totally different thing when now you're coming to me and you're saying, oh, well, your child is either seriously injured or dead. Now I want somebody to, to get reprimanded for what they've done to my child. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, Shantice, we're talking about this subway surfing. You know, you're 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 running out of ideas. You're bored. Whatever the situation <laughs> is, you know, someone is blaming this on TikTok because TikTok has gone crazy, and now people are trying to impress the TikTokers. You know what? Uh, what are we talking about here? What do we need to do to get these children busy so they're not uh, subway surfing? Mm-mm. No, for one, somebody needs to start a campaign that emphasizes you can't impress anybody when you're dead. So unless y'all trying to figure out who could have the better funeral, that's dumb. That's stupid. Um. Something to keep these kids occupied. <laughs> oh, I don't know why Pastor Steph, that conversation you and I had last week about teacher dances just came to mind. There needs to be a lot more programs, activities, so on and so forth presented to these to these kids. Like when I was a teenager, I mean, you're going to still do what you want to do. You're going to still find the time to be reckless if that's what your heart really, you know, wants to do. At the same time, if there's a lot, if I actually have choices, and these kids don't really have many choices, it's either go to school or not. And a lot of them ain't with school. You know, there's, yes, education is important. But you have to you have to offer these kids like back in the day when I was a teenager there was things there was dance there was this there was that not only was there dance but we looked forward to performances and performances were dope and 
you know, you travel. You know, my youngest sister, she used to be the captain of a step team in junior high. They used to now, you know, travel to other schools. And when it came time for the big, you know, really big competition, that was somewhere. You know, like there were things to look forward to. There's nothing to really look forward to now. You know, so it's in addition to them already choosing, you know, social media is the thing now because I can look forward of getting on social media and seeing somebody else do something and now it's like, oh, well, I think that too. That looks fun. And now I'm following and I'm agreeing to be stupid like the person I just saw and there's just like, not, there's not, it's not enough offer to these kids. There's nothing. All righty. Elder Tisha. you know, what, 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 we, like Shanti said, you know, when you intend to be reckless, can't nobody stop you. I don't care what your recklessness is, and that's young or old. But what what do we offer, or what's out here? What's I'm sorry, what's not out here? You know, to that we're not offering the children that could possibly kind of redirect their thoughts and activity level. Okay, so I guess the first thing I would want to uh, get clarity on is I don't know what subway surfing is. Okay, so there's actually multiple ways to subway surf. You have where they are literally getting on top of a train and and, and riding the train that way. There are some who actually ride the back of the train. Remember years ago when they used to ride the back of the bus? Yes. That's what, and that's what they're calling subway surfing. So there are some who actually oh my get, God. yes, on the back of the um, the train, that last car, and they actually hold on to the back of the train. Mm-hmm. Or, again, they have been, uh, they, they'll get on top of the train, and they'll ride the train that wow. way. This is, this is an activity that I think is fun, I think is safe, I think I'm going to actually complete this task. (laughs) And going over the Williamsburg Bridge the other day, there was a child who was subway surfing and was killed. Wow. You know, I I think the thing that is not in place that should be in place is I think we probably need to have more control over some of the things that are able to be displayed and encouraged on social media. I do think that social media is just too free, too um, open, right? And I don't know the laws that are governing what we can post um, on these TikToks and things of that nature, especially platforms that – you know, are frequent by the younger generation. I think on those those specifically, there ought to be some type of monitoring that can happen so that these things don't get widespread and the kids then start trying to do these things, videotaping themselves in order to be cool and to be in. Because I wonder how many kids are looking at doing these different trends as a way to gain friends, a way to gain mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it, 
it, it lends it lends to yep it lends to a larger conversation right around why are our children turning to these social platforms in order to find their identity in order to try to develop friendships and things of that nature because that's the only reason why you would jeopardize your life in such a way besides the fact that potentially you are a thrill seeker right and that's a real thing there are people out there that are thrill seekers right but i think that there could be opportunities there could be opportunities afforded to them to be able to go climb a volcano you want to be a thrill seeker let's take you to mount everest Let's take you, <laughs> oh my to, you know, to, to to some places, you know, that where you can actually experience. Let's take you bungee jumping. Let's go to Costa Rica and let you slide across the Everglades. Like, <laughs> like let's, let's, let's begin to offer some, <laughs> some opportunities for kids who are really, really thrill seekers because that's a real thing, but then also governing our social media platform so that our children do not get lured into the false sense of safety and identity and friendship through social media. Absolutely, absolutely. And we've talked about this a few times um, here on this due time. Um, when you talk about all these challenges, these TikTok challenges, and I have not been able to figure out why this has not been blocked. This is not one of those um, things where they block from the kids, um, where children are not allowed to watch TikTok. Um, you know, when you're posting on YouTube, you're, you're now, ju- as a YouTube person, you know, who's posting, you now jump through a couple of different hoops. I'm constantly getting um, notifications from YouTube, how they're changing the parental guides and this and that. And I'm still trying to figure out, this TikTok has really taken a surge as of 2020 when we were on the inside and quarantined, and why there have not been more parental um, uh, 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 guides put behind this TikTok or in front of it to prevent our children from getting a hold to this on their own. And I, I can't figure it out. And children have died, and all this, so you're like, okay, well, maybe after somebody dies. This is happening already. So I, I don't get it. Uh, Vivian mentioned that, you know, MTA is now wanting to put something in place, such as a almost like a panic button, if you will, you know, a button that says, you know, stop the train or someone that's uh, a, 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 a button that's pressed that says someone is on the outside of the train and this would notify the, the 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 conductor, the motorman. This would notify, um, and then they could call the police, and the police could be at the following train station. And now, um, you know, they can try to prevent this from happening. But as she so rightly said, by the time you get to the next station, and the police get there there could be, you know, the person could be long gone if they've made it. So do you think, she's asking, you know, do you think, uh, Lady Tamika, that this is this is something that would benefit, you know, this type of activity, that this would curtail or prevent this type of activity? 
uh, I, I want to say New York, New York is a beast. You know, we have video cameras in certain spots, you know, that we, whether we're aware of them or not, certain train stations that we ride, they actually do have video surveillance and, and that type of thing. Um, I have been on a train where something transpired and I moved to the next car. I spoke to the conductor and nothing happened for three stops. You know, at that point, a life could have been taken, you know. And so, you know, at certain stops, you also have police stations. You know, again, things happen right at the station. And, you know, how, how effective, you know, so that means you would literally need to manned police, police uh, presence on the train more than what we have. And we have, we have police officers that ride the train. And again, they're on this car, two cars down, there's an occurrence. You know, how New York is so much of a, and there's so much going on simultaneous, it's really difficult to handle situations like that. We even have um, the pull cord that we have in certain, certain cars, not, not, you know, most of them have phased out. And, and the purpose for that was supposed to be safety. And unfortunately, people were using it as a game. They would pull the cord and then the, the, the train would stop. Like, how, how can we really uh, curtail the things that are happening in New York um, unless you have somebody like a police officer in every single car on every single train ride? You know, it's just not possible to man all of the different components that transpire. If you have the button, then is it used specifically just for, surf, uh, for surfers? You know, if there's something that's happening on the train, can I push that button and then still get the assistance? What is it, you know, who's going to take care of all? There's a whole lot of questions that remain unanswered when you decide to create this button. You know, I also am privy that they're making a whole lot of changes that we as the public are not aware of with the trains and the buses. And, you know, we need to stand by just to see what that's going to take, take place with, you know, and also being concerned about, people who evade fares, you know, there's just so much with New York that it really becomes complicated on answering all of the questions. All right, all right. Uh, Shantice, what say you? Um, do you think that this button that, you know, they would install would aid in alerting MTA workers as well as police in time to prevent or to capture the individuals who are guilty of doing these things? Man, if it wasn't for the traumatization of the train operator and the conductor, I'd say whatever. You want to be crazy enough to get on top of a train while it's in the, I mean, even if it's standing still, while it's going through these tunnels, that's your business. I mean, I don't, I don't see how that's gonna help. I don't see how a button is gonna help. You know, in addition to the points that were already made as to why it possibly wouldn't make that much of a difference. I mean, at how, at what point do they get on these trains? At what point do you jump on the top of the train? Is it as soon as it's about to pull out of the station? So if someone is standing there, they don't really have time to stop you or really have time to get you off. 
you jump on the back of the train as soon as the train is pulling out of the station. Like I don't I don't I don't really see unless like it was said someone is standing on the platform at each stop just to monitor to make sure. Like who I I don't I don't I don't see that helping either. All righty. Uh, Elder Natasha, do you see how this button could be beneficial and effective, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that it would really actually, you know, complete the task that it was designed to accomplish? Um. I think in, in in a perfect environment it could. However, what you know, are we believing that the same kid that is um, train surfing, subway surfing, won't start playing and pressing the panic button for no reason? <laughs> like, right. I feel like you know. Unfortunately, it is. It could be a great idea. The problem is that people would cry wolf so much to where they it would become null and void. I mean, and, 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 and hate to just have a such a pessimistic perspective on it. But, I mean, I just think that that is the reality of the society that we live in, that that would become something that people would press and run. Because <laughs> I can see the kids. Mm-hmm. That becoming the next TikTok trend where they press the panic button have the whole train stalled and stopped in the station, right? And they sitting back in their seat cracking up. You know, I just, it's just, and then pissing off people because you got people coming home from work, people trying to go to work, and you playing this for sport and, and, and then videotaping the expression on people's faces. Like, I could literally see that as a trend, and I probably would watch it because it would be hilarious. <laughs> wow. It would be so tight. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. It, it would just be another toy for the next individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and look at how much money it would take to install this. Look at how much time it would take to install this, how much inconvenience it would be as you're putting these things in because something would have to be, you know, uh, done during some period of time with somebody riding you know it's almost like when they do um uh like uh maintenance or repairs you know why you don't do repairs then so the people who are traveling at midnight are mad because the you know the highway is backed up or the train is backed up and the people you know during rush hour is mad if you do it then so you take all this time all this money and just like, you know, Lady Tamika said from the beginning, now I agree with, with, with you know, hey, you're not going to be able to stop all the crazies. And, and that's the bad part. No matter what you do, you are not going to be able to stop all the silly things, reckless things. Look, at, we just got finished talking about two people on a bus who couldn't even take the time to take... 30 feet to walk back and forth on a bus. You just can't prevent these things. And, again, if somebody is determined to get on top of, oh, Lord, just the thought gives me a headache. To get on, my mm-hmm. thing is, how do you even get up there? You know, to, to, to get on top of a train, you're not going to be able to stop them. 
they they're just gonna not only will this button become a toy, but they're just gonna find something else to do. As mm-hmm. always. As always, what's the next thing to do? You know, blow a balloon up with your nose. You know, it's like, what else is there going to, you know, because, what's the new trend? So, you know, no, please, you know, save the people the money. Don't even bother because that ain't going to work. I agree with you ladies. It, what's the point? It ain't going to work. It is not going to work. All right. So let's talk about Grandma. Grandma's gone wild. That that's all I could think of. Grandma's gone wild. And people, you know, thought I was crazy when I said I really don't get excited as 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 children are being born today. I just don't. Why? Because they can't even get the parents are killing the kids. If they're not killing them physically, they're killing them emotionally, mentally. Now you can't even trust grandma. Shanties, what happened to Grandma? Stabbing the baby. Grandma. This is a new thing. Stabbing babies. Uh, grandma's bugs. Grandma mad because you asked Grandma to watch this kid that a lot of the time is too out of control. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> the family dynamic just ain't the same. You know, like passing stuff like you said, okay, you know, the kids are out of school for this week, they're going to recess. You know, Mariah's here with us for the week. But that's what we know. You know, when we had breaks from school and all of that, we were with Grandma. You know, it wasn't just, oh, I'm, I don't want to go to Granny's house because she might be chasing me around with a knife. I don't know. So the family dynamics now is just crazy. It's like... What? Like, we were hyped to go to Grandma's house. Like, y'all, I'm about to go over there. I know I'm going to get cussed out because I know she got all the snacks. And we there for seven days. And we're going to finish some snacks in three. So we already know we fitting to get cussed out. But what is happening now? It just seems oh, like Lord. nobody really wants to be bought. You know, everyone has their own thing, you know, going on in their own life. So now... I got my own thing going on. You asked me to watch your child, a.k.a. my grandchild. I don't. I really don't want to be bothered. But for whatever reason, I say, yeah. And now I'm over here tweaking. Tweaking is me like I'm over here bugging out. I'm over here tweaking, and now the baby gets it because she's just the closest thing next to me. I just picked up the knife and started swinging, and my bad. She was just right there, and she's just the one who got it. That, that's what it seems like to me, because there was a story a, a couple of months ago on here where you know, the grandmother and, and, the, and the grandmother's boyfriend did something to the kid. Why do you have a boyfriend after the age of, like, 50? I don't know. You need to find a new term or get married or that's just the end of, your, of that part of your life. I, oh, gosh. If that elder Natisha, Tamika, Pastor Seth, God said y'all life and mine. If I'm past 50 and I say boyfriend, <laughs> please, <laughs> please analyze my life. Take me somewhere to get analyzed. That's the problem right there. No, I don't know. It just seems like the family dynamic now is just crazy. In addition to everyone just having their own, you know, mental, not, you know, everyone got their own thing going on in the mind. 
And, you know, now it's just like, it's a lot of, I just don't want to be bothered. That That's what I'm, I'm seeing and hearing a lot of now. It's a lot of, everybody has their own level, including the kids, of, I just don't want to be bothered. And now when it's time for me to start bugging out, no one really understands the concept of taming their thoughts that now lead to action. So now my thought has led to the action of me possibly being the one that stabbed my grandchild. Wow. Elsa Natisha Shantis has said a mouthful. You know, we used to, you know, at one point we were making jokes that Grandma, Big Mama, is 25 now. <laughs> Grandma ain't 60, 70, and 80 no more. Grandma is mm-hmm. 35. Grandma's 40. And Grandma's still trying to get her twerk on. So... You know, are you infringing on their life? Like Shanti said, you know, you, you, you're, 60, you're 66, 75, and you have a boyfriend. So clearly, Grandma has a, a, an agenda for her life. And here you are, you're pushing your children, not only babysitting, but because these parents have become so negligent, that the children are falling into the custody of grandmas more and more and more, that now grandmas have to take the role of mothers. And sounds like grandmas are beginning to become real resentful, and they're losing it. What do you think the breakdown is? I'll be honest. I think grandma was abusive. Like, you don't, you don't just wake up one morning and and you know just lose it and start mm. and start stabbing your seven year old grandchild. I think grandma had been abusive, you know, and, and maybe not to the point, you know, where she completely snapped like this, but that behavior was always there. And so again, we talk about the negligence of parents or the fact that you're desperate, you're in need of a babysitter. And, you know, your abusive mother is the only one that you can leave the child with. And so you make that decision. And it's unfortunate um, that I can't even imagine. I, I don't understand. I mean, I do know that grandmas need love, too. And I, you got to pass the boyfriend stage to get to the next stage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmas need companionship too. They 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 still be a little friend, a little friend, a little friend to drink their coffee with. So, but you know, but ha- having a grandchild is supposed to be you know part of what you look forward to as you begin to to age and you you know you're able to enjoy really like the fruits of your labor because you've raised these children and now you know they have children and so it's you know it's, it's, it should be a point of pride but um I, I don't know i don't i don't think grandma just woke up like that i think that grandma has <laughs> had those tendencies and has been um violent whether she even if she was just even if it was just um cursing the, the folks out even if she was just you know uh, verbally violent or verbally abusive you knew that she had those tendencies and you was not supposed to leave your child there. Yeah, gra- grandma was always rough. I I, I agree mm-hmm. with that. You're not going to, mm-hmm. nobody just snaps. There's always some indicator 
that, you know, grandma's becoming unstable and grandma's mm-hmm. becoming a little more touchy and grandma's becoming a little more sensitive and grandma's patience ain't what it used to be. So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I really agree with that, you know, to, to the degree of stabbing a baby. Yeah. Grandma been on the edge yeah. for a minute. Grandma been on the edge for a minute. Lady Tamika, you know, what What do you think? Where do you see, you know, the breakdown uh, is? Where do you see it? Well, I, I see this as, you know, um, where there becomes a little bit of a, well, not a little bit, a lot, as we can see, of resentment. You know, um, I told you. When, when you were pregnant with such and such that, you know, um, I wasn't going to become a, a now parent because what happens in some instances is that, you know, grandparent now becomes parent. And un- instead of enjoying and relishing the gift that you have, you now become to resent it because I've heard plenty of grandparents say, well, I've raised my children. Not, it's not my responsibility to raise yours. And they're, and they're right. You know, but then there are situations where, you know, I need help. And unfortunately, in some instances, the only place that I can go to is mom, which is now grand grandma, you know. And maybe in this instance, you know, I, I don't dispute what um, Elder Natisha is saying. Nine times out of ten, she was harsh. You know, I, I don't see you just losing it all of a sudden. But now, every time I turn around, I don't get no peace. You know, I... I I don't. I never get in, in any silence because now I'm always watching this child. And you know, Grandma snapped. She swung and she continued to swing until the silence stopped. And unfortunately, in this instance, you know, the child is now unconscious. You know, and what was this one of those situations where I snapped and now I realize what I've done? You know, I, we don't know. We you know we weren't in the room at the time, but we do realize that now this is the end result. You know, go back, go back a little bit, because I, I want to stay here a minute. Uh, we got a couple of minutes. Stay back with. I remember my mother. <laughs> I was young. I was young, and my mother. I remember my mother saying, "Your life is over." <laughs> After the heartbreak, she was like, "Your life is over. You ain't gonna be able to do nothing." And I didn't agree. You know, stupid move, but I didn't agree. Um, but that's the way she saw it. You know, she could have been talking from hurt and pain, um, anger, disappointment. Um, but that was what she said. She, she used to tell me that all the time. <laughs> Your life is over. Um, but yet when it came to the grandchildren, um, that, that was her life. You know, she... She loved them grandkids. Um, you know, Lady Tamiki, you bring up something with, you know, when you say that, you know, did, did you that that conversation started from the inception of hearing that you are going to have a child, and now that same individual who you said and felt that way about is now coming to you to be this ongoing source of help. It's ongoing source of help. And, you know, we can't answer as to why you just can't say no. 
especially when you feel your patience is not where it used to be, especially when you feel, like you said, Lady Tamika, this whole issue of, listen, I need my peace. I raise my kids. I need my peace right now. Um, how, how would you have felt had Grandma said no, Shantice? I don't want them kids. I raised y'all. I don't want them kids. How would you have felt with you can't go to Grandma's house? And Grandma well, felt that way. That way. Well, considering the family I came up in, it would have been very disappointing. Um, at the same time, I, I would have had to, I'd have had to man up and understand that. You know, this, especially if I waited to have children, you know, as I got a lot older, which means now my mother and or father is a lot older, I can't now look at them to help me, you know, in that aspect. Yes, of course, you know, you have a child, you anticipate, especially if you have a decent relationship with your, your parents, that, you know, if you need a little help here and there, but as it was already said, now is the day where I just dump my child on you. Like, I have visitation hours, not you as grandparents. Me as a mother, I have visitation hours, and the child just pretty much ends up staying with you. You know, so, I mean, I would just have to understand that, you know, I I can't, this, this isn't an option for me to leave my child here, whether it's to go to work, whether it's to, um, I want to go out in clubs, or I like running the streets, or I just have, like, you know, a side hustle or whatever. I, I can't, you know, I can't do it. And considering the fact that we have the news, I don't think i just be pushing it that much because, of course, you don't ever really think that's going to happen to me. Like, it's going to be my mother who kills my child. You know, that's always the somebody else story. But, you know, you, you do have to take into consideration that, my mother just don't want to be bothered on that level. And do I now push? Because somebody's going to end up getting on somebody's nerves. So either my kid going to end up killing my mother or my mother going to end up killing my kid. Like, so do I want to be part of the reason why this has now taken place? You know, because if you not only focus on this, but anything, anytime anything has, someone has felt like something has been forced on them. And again, everybody got their own situation going on. And Pastor Steph, you brought up a really good point as to why you just can't say no. You know, you now bring that on yourself in a way. And now when people see that, oh, I, they probably want to say no, but they don't, now they play on that. And I'm going to just leave my kids with mommy and or daddy because they ain't going to say no. And now you don't know what's going on in that house when you leave, but you're going to know when you get that phone call. So I, I just wouldn't push. Okay, okay. Elder Natisha, you know, you're coming from another angle. You have been introduced to, you know, grandmotherhood, um, and you're not a stay-at-home um, woman. You know, you have a very active um, life, ministry, um, work. Um, you're young, you know, Um What is your thought when you think of other women who say, no, I'm sorry. You know, I'll babysit once a month. <laughs> you better pick that time <laughs> wisely. 
but I'm, I'm not going to, even if it's for the sake of, so that you don't get in the habit. You don't get in the habit mm-hmm. of always running over here. You had the baby. Mm-hmm. You made the decision. Um, yes, I understand mm-hmm. that my mother or my grandmother may have done it for me, but you know what? Every child is different. For you, I'm going to cap this thing from now. You got one time mm-hmm. a month to come, and I'll gladly watch the child. Other than that, y'all visit and y'all go Y'all visit and y'all go home. What comes to your mind when you think of grandparents who just have to draw the line? I do think that it's necessary to um, to set boundaries and to set expectations. Uh, while, while, during pregnancy, you know, one of the things that my husband told my daughter when she told us she was pregnant, he said, this is your baby, period. And so, and so just know that know this is that your this baby. Is your we will baby. walk alongside you, but this is your this baby. Your baby. Um, so I do think that it is important to set those boundaries. One, because you help the young mother to learn how to be a mother, to be able to push through the pressure, push through the hard times of parenthood that helps them to then appreciate when they get to the other side of, you know, seeing their child uh, go to school and, and, and achieve things. It, it's a part of the process. So it's knowing that balance of when to step in, when the pressure gets too much. And so you give your child, you know, uh, an opportunity to breathe and give them a moment so that they can jump back in with what is now their life of parenthood, but they do need a break. So, and, and the other thing that I'll say about this is I think that when grandparents, you know, feel like, yeah, because this, this is not my child and you're going you to take care of this child on your own and I'm not babysitting, I think there's a missed opportunity there. For me, I, my approach is that every time my grandson is with me, I get to impart Jesus into him. I am praying over Messiah when we are here. I am teaching him uh, the old gospel hymns that my daughter is not going to teach him, right? Like maybe she's going to play mm-hmm. Franklin. I don't know, but, but I'm praying the hell with her. <laughs> you know, so, because, because I, 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 just, I, I just feel like as grandparents, that is part of what we are called to do. From a kingdom perspective, this is a part of our legacy. And so to continue the same way I prayed over my daughters and spoke into their lives is I'm praying over my grandson and speaking into his life because I've been called to birth into the world a kingdom citizen that will continue to spread the gospel message. That is what I understand as part of my purpose. Amen, amen. the other things that I do outside, but to, to be able to produce into my grandson and any of my grandchildren share the stories of how good God has been to our family. So they, again, have a historical perspective that when life gets hard for them, they understand. Life is hard for grandma and grandpa, too, but they survived and they made it. Life was hard for mom, too, but she survived and made it. So life is hard for me right now. I can survive and make it because Jesus is with all of us. That is our legacy, and that is our story. Amen, 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 amen. Lady Tamika, you know, what are we talking about here from, you know, the perspective of a grandma who says, listen, 
you know, Elder Natisha brought up a good point of, you know, this is our opportunity as kingdom builders. How many non-kingdom builders we got out here who, you know, that ain't crossing their mind. You know, and and that's not a part of what they're going to give their grandchildren. And because they're still trying to get their swerve on, twerk on, or whatever, have you still trying to enjoy their youth, that's not their concern. And therefore, they shut it down. And or they take it so much till they get to the point where they're, you know, stabbing the grandchildren. I want to swing this around in a, in, in a different angle um, in that I, I want to talk about the person who or the individual, whether it's a male or a female, who has a child and they're always leaving their child with mom. There is a responsibility for you, first of all, because that is your child, to spend time, you know, spend some real quality time to get to know your child because what's happening in some instances is that the grandparent is now becoming the parent and what ends up happening is in some instances the relationship, the bond that is necessary between parent and child is missing, vacant, or not as best as it could be, you know. And so I think it's important that you take that time and make it um, a time where – dad or whomever that person is, that grandparent that's taken care of, has some time, but you take the majority of the time. You know, I, I think you lose a lot as a parent when every time you turn around, that child is left with the grandparent. You know, it's really important. Not only that, you know, grandmom, grandpa, they're changing. They're getting older. Their patience is changing, you know. And I honestly believe that in this instance, Grandma just, you know, she, she couldn't take it anymore. She, had, she never had a break, and she, she spazzed out. And, unfortunately, this is what happens. It's really important that you look as the person who was the parent at what's going on, the dynamic. Make sure that your parent has the time to refresh. You obviously have the time because you're doing other things, you know, but also have enough generosity to see that mom and dad may need that time, and I, I can take, you know, the child for a week, or, you know, two weeks a month, you know, and, and allow some time, some fresh time for grandma to refresh, for grandpa to refresh, so that there isn't that, that added frustration. You pull the load. It's your responsibility. That was your child. Make sure that you're doing what you need for your child, and that's more than just finances. That means spending some real genuine time for your child to bond with you because that is your seat. All righty. Whoa, you ladies have really given some uh, food for thought here. Uh, Let's shift gear, and we have a few more minutes to talk about this Malcolm X assassination. And now the family, uh, they're looking for a huge, huge payout here. Uh, We discussed last year about the two individuals. Uh, Vivian brought us that story about the two individuals who, you know, spent how many years, decades, you know, serving time for a crime that they did not commit. One passed away before this even got to that point. And, you know, the other one is now, you know, hopefully spending his money. But now the family is saying, well, listen, if they got that, we want to get 
$100 million. And we're not trying to hear anything else. This Abdul Halim, you know, admitted to killing um, Malcolm X. And he's the one who says that the FBI um, had involvement in this entire, um, you know, murder. There's some that, which was not included with Vivian's um, story, but there have been some that says Elijah Muhammad was one who was heavily behind this whole thing. But, you know, what's your thought on, you know, this family getting this $100 million? You know, Vivian's asking, do you think they'll get it? Do you think they deserve it? Do you think the FBI had anything to do with it? How did these two men sit, you know, in in jail for two decades and they, you know, they didn't do have anything to do with this? What's your thought regarding this whole uh, situation with this Malcolm X um, story, Elder Natisha? Um, I think, you know, it's, we're continuing to try to unravel what, what took place. I feel like um, the, last, the last time we talked about this story, you know, we were trying to understand what the payout was going to be for the family as well. And the fact that this is still a conversation um, is bothersome because, you know, when other, other people have um, experienced you know, death at the hands of law enforcement or government, of course, depending on who it is, uh, we've seen quicker payouts. We've seen a quicker response to to these things, and we've seen quicker resolution to these things. So the fact that this is still a conversation, this is still a family fighting for justice is a problem. And I think I can understand why the longer it takes for um, there to be accountability taken, the more money the family is demanding because they're saying the fact that you are dragging us through this as a family uh, requires some um, some payment. So I, I do believe that the family definitely should um, be compensated for the loss of such a um, important figure. And I do believe that the government should be held accountable. And I do believe that, I mean, it is time for for this case to come to resolution so that we can stop dragging this family through this. All righty, all righty. Uh, Lady Tamika, what's your take on this thing here? I just, you know, my heart kind of just breaks because, the story, you know, and he's not the only one, just so many different stories that um, we can bring to mind that unfortunately have gone unresolved. I do believe that something should be done. I do believe that if the government was at the core that you should find the very seed of it, you know, and, and, and you know, do what needs to be done. You know, there's just so many different stories. And there's so much history, it becomes complicated because some areas are murky. You know, this person, everybody's pointing a finger at at this one and that one and not getting a resolution. You know, I um, compare this um, in some assets to the Emmett Till 
you know, mother continued to pursue, pursue, pursue until she literally phased out. She's no longer living. Then the family tried to take over. And it's just, you know, when you go into the areas of government, it becomes very difficult, you know, and, and who do you, you know, who do you know and who, who, who can you speak to to get things done without having um, to say, oh, well, you can't do this and you can't do that and you won't get that. I do hope that they get every dime that's due them, um, considering that a life didn't have to be taken, but because of the power of individuals like the two that we know, Martin Luther King as well as Malcolm X, um, it becomes a lot more difficult. But I really do hope that they get every dime that's due them. All righty, all righty. And Shantice. You know, we never heard that Malcolm X's family, not Malcolm X, I'm so sorry, Martin Luther King's family got this huge payout. Um, and, you know, it's always it was always said that the FBI was behind that one. You know, what what say what's to say about this family? And, you know, listen, somebody got to pay something. Or, you know what, it's, it's about that time. Just let it all go to bed and, and leave it as it is. I mean, definitely, it's, you know, and it's a lot easier to say that when it's not your family, um, you know, but I would say if that was my family, I wouldn't want to have to keep rehashing this and reliving it and, you know, really going through the whole process of this is what happened and that, and then this was the day of the assassination, and this is what happened the day after. But if it, it keeps getting brought up then let's bring it up and let's address it properly and thoroughly and then yes, because the government had anything to do with this, <clears throat> then there has to be a heavy payment with someone's time, meaning someone actually goes to jail and serves time for this. And of course, because no one hears anything unless somebody's pockets are tapped financially as well, you know, because this is, it's not like, first of all, this was, a big, you know, a, a big person. This wasn't like, you know, an average civilian who was murdered. That's horrible enough. That's horrific enough to have to continue to relive this. But with the the platform that he had, you know, the, these two men had, and now to have to keep just <laughs> going on and on and on about this because it's just nothing but a bunch of cover-ups. And that's why it just keeps going because nobody wants to be exposed. Everyone's trying to figure out how I can cover up, you know, me being exposed or my so-and-so being exposed. So now, you know, the government has anything to do with this. We have to protect so-and-so. So now it's quiet for another couple of years, but then something else ends up getting leaked, and now we have to investigate this information, but then somebody's trying to cover that up. It's just too much. So it's like if everything is able to be addressed thoroughly and properly, then, yeah, the, these families need to be compensated on both ends. All righty, all righty, all righty. We have a few minutes to get to the wow story. Now, the story is that this store was robbed of a rack of chips. And upon leaving the store with the rack of chips or the amount of chips that was on the rack, the a few bags of chips were dropped. A bystander picks up a bag of chips and eats it 
and now is being arrested for that. Lady Tamika, should he be <laughs> should he be the one to uh, get in any trouble for eating the bag of chips? He didn't steal it, but he ate it. And they say that they can they knew that he knew the chips were had been stolen because of the clerk. What do you think how do you think he should have been handled? Let's put it like that. <laughs> I was just listening to this whole situation. Um, someone stole a whole rack of chips. You know, they must have had some serious type of munchies that you just walk into the store and take the rack. You know, and then you got this one gentleman who took um, two. Unfortunately, you know, you're still wrong. You know, that doesn't that doesn't change anything. You know, oh well, I just did a little of this. You're just as guilty, unfortunately, because you knew. You know, did you go into the store and pay for the chip? You know, um, I, as for being incarcerated for stealing something that was already stolen, maybe, you know, having to serve some community service or something like that. Incarceration for two bags of chips, you know, I, I think that's a little harsh. That's just me, you know. Um, again, you know, you were wrong. So, and you knew you were wrong. And you continue, despite the fact that you knew you were wrong, you continue to do it, you know. So um, it doesn't make it right, but I don't think incarceration should have been the end of it. All righty, all righty. Shantice, you know, how do you think this thief, as they <laughs> as they are, uh, what do you say, accusing him, you know, they're charging him um, as a thief, what do you think his punishment should be? He needs to be punished for eating them chips off the ground, but that's just a personal thing. Uh, <laughs> you, you mad. You know what? Some cops just mad because they couldn't arrest the train surfers, nor can they find the people to arrest the ones who was responsible for Malcolm X's death. This is stupid. This is stupid. Yes, okay, so that's just like if the truck is driving down the the street and all the stuff falls off the truck. You know, back, you know, remember in the 90s, that was a thing. Like, how how you get this stereo? How you get this? How you get that? Oh, the truck tripped over. You know, okay, <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't got no business doing. With the the chips, like, come on, you mad because you ain't fine. You ain't selling man the beer, so he got petty and stole all your chips, all your salt and vinegar chips. Now, this person walking by or was standing there probably laughing and picked up a bag of chips. You really going to spend your time? You're really going to spend your time to put someone in handcuffs over chips and you got subway surface and y'all keep, there's still a cover-up about who killed Malcolm X. Like, this is just like the stuff that, you know what, this is why we, we won't grow as people. Because the stuff that gets the attention it's stupid because nobody wants to do their job. You arrested him for eating barbecue chips. Meanwhile, somebody's getting stabbed, raped, all that up the street. You won't run to that. It'll take you 45 minutes to get up the block to that. But you're sitting here mad and locking somebody up 
for eating a bag of chips that fell. You know, if this was a child you saw doing this and you wanted to give him a quick pep talk, like, you know, futuristically, just if you see something like that, it would just be good to just take the chips back into the store because I'm sure the store owner is a little upset because they just lost mad money. So, you know, the noble thing is to take the chips back in the store and not use that for your lunch for tomorrow. But it, this this is just the energy that's used is just blow minds to me. This is ridiculous. Ah, Elton Atisha. Now, they didn't catch the one who stole the rack of chips, but they did catch the one who ate a bag of chips. What's your thought? How should they have handled the chip eater? Yeah, <laughs> the chip eater. <laughs> uh, you know, this is grasping. I think that this is this is simply grasping for some some semblance of justice because that's not justice. His his crime is not being obedient to when his mother and grandmother told him, "Don't touch what doesn't belong to you." Period. I know some grandmother, somebody somewhere told him. Don't touch what doesn't belong to you. And so should he have paid a fine? Yes. Let, let the guy pay a fine so he can learn the lesson. This is the kind of stuff that happens within our communities. This is not something that just happens in other communities where you hauling people off to jail for eating chips that they found on the ground from the person who actually stole the rat, running down the street, dropping chips as they, as they run. I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't understand. What's the problem? I'm hungry. Oh, as far as I'm concerned, the 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 the, the uh, wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So as far as I'm concerned, I was hungry. Uh-uh. I saw some chips that felt like God was God blessed me today, and I ate yeah. it. Now give me a, give me a fine so I'll learn my lesson to be more use better discernment. But don't put me behind clothes, behind bars. It's just ridiculous. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies, 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 again, Vivian and her stories. Uh, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Have a blessed day, ladies. Blessings, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's the top of a Wednesday morning, and we have our Pastor Charlotte with her Faith Over Fear segment. And Pastor Charlotte, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you today? <laughs> I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay, thanks, Pastor Charlotte. You have a plethora of stuff to choose from, and I'll give it to you this morning to, to, to make that choice. Excuse me. I'm gonna talk about the. I woke up. My voice is like this, so excuse me, everybody. Um, I um talk about the grandmothers Uh of them being. Um, when my I thought about myself as everyone was talking. Um, and my I remember my grandma saying to me, "These are your babies," and my mom was like, "Wherever you go, you take your kid with you." And then when I became a grandmother, um, I told my kids that I didn't mind watching, but on my terms. And as a grandmother, you do show 
some signs when you should know when you know your grandmother, your mother rather, is not capable of taking care of. Like my kids always say, "Ma, you ain't doing nothing. You you can watch them." What? I ain't doing nothing. Even if I wanted to sit in my house and just twiddle my thumbs, I think that I've earned that because I taught y'all. I've helped y'all. And as when the babies, and I agree with um, Elder Natisha, as us as Christians, that we are supposed to be able to, to, to mold our grands and pray over them and teach our children, you know, what to do. And I always remember when my granddaughter, was little, you know, she would, and she still does, anoint herself and pray for the people in her class, you know, for the other children and stuff. So at least, you know, you're able to put that seed within them. But as grandparents, you know, you can't take advantage of the grandmother and the grandfather. Um, You have to be able to give them their time as well. You have to be able to know that we are here to, as helpers, not for us to be able to take over. And then you, as the children, I've known this too, that some grandparents have stated that the children will tell them what they cannot do with the grandbabies, but you leave them in their care, and meaning all the time. So you can't be able to to want them to take care of them like you just drop off by and you go on for days, but then you're going to give me rules of what they can and cannot do in my house. So it's always a battle with that as well. But I was going to encourage the take care of your children and let them, don't get mad when they start calling them ma and call you by your first name. See, that happens as well because now you're more of that parent because you're the missing parent because you're not taking time out. And I know even with overtime, you know, everybody is is trying to make sure that their bills are paid, but you get lost up into that. And when the children grow up, they'll tell you about yourself. That comes in too. And then you get mad when they go more to the grandmother than they do to you. But I just want to encourage the grandmothers of, even the, the story when you were saying of the grandmother of stabbing her grandbaby, what something had triggered. There was always a red flag before it got to that, and that parent did not pay attention on the state of her mother. And then with that, did she have enough? Did she try to tell you in so many ways, maybe even straight out, you know, listen, this is becoming too much, and people snap. People do snap, you know, and you don't know what else is going on with grandma. So you have to be very careful and being able to hear both sides. Pay attention to your children and pay attention to the grandmother or grandfather because both babysit. And with that, you'll be able to have a balance. Because when she say, I can't do it, respect that. When she say, I've had enough, respect that. When she says no, respect that because we wasn't there when you was having fun to make this baby. So we wasn't planning on doing this. 
because every grandmother, I'm sure that we all had a plan, oh, when I retire, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, that, and then now the babies come, and now you're able to keep them. So you got to be able to disrespect the grandparents of their time and being able to know their state of mind as well. Because it does become overwhelmed. I ain't running behind no two-year-old. I'm tired. So I tell my grandson, my grand, my daughter about my grandson, I can't do that. I can't do what I did when y'all, you know, raising y'all. I can't do all of that anymore. So you have to respect that. Most of the time, we'll say, come here, come to Grandma, because I'm not chasing you, and I'm not going to be running behind you. So you have to respect exactly you know where they at as well, because it becomes overwhelming. But I just want to encourage you, grandmothers. That's twenty five, forty, and even fifty. I commend y'all. <laughs> but I know that once we get a certain age, I agree, we just can't do that anymore. Love to. There's no more Big Mama. Everybody go to Big Mama house, but it's not that anymore. So we all got to come together as a village to raise the babies together. But everybody needs a break, and I do understand that. So my fear is that you just, you know, you just got to know when because everybody gets to that breaking point, and that's what you don't want to do. So trust and believe in God. Um, Lord, we need some help. Can there's somebody else that be able to come in to step in? a cousin or somebody, you know, that you can trust and it's hard of trusting, especially with your children. That's another thing, too, of trusting people with your children because you don't know who it could be, a family member or someone on the outside. But just as lead by God. Ask God to help you. Ask God to show you where you need to put your child at at that time and the mind state of whomever that is with, the baby is with. So that's my faith over fear about being a grandma on today. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charlene, for your words of wisdom and advice, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You all do the same. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's time that we hold hands and we hold hearts and we go before the Lord. Good Heavenly Father, Our God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. We want to thank you this morning for just breathing the breath of life into our nostrils and awakening us today to see a brand new beautiful day, dear Heavenly Father. And our day has gotten started off beautifully, Lord, with your words of encouragement your words of guidance, your words of wisdom, dear God. And we want to thank you that we have your servants uh, in the forefront ministering to all of your people this morning. And we ask you, God, to continue to impart those words into them and that your words would be their words. Your will, your way would be their will and their way. And we're just asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to just just, just move accordingly. For everyone who's listening, dear Heavenly Father, you know, we pray that they're not just 
hearers, but they're actual doers of your word, God. We don't know who's listening, who's got a, a, a situation with a grandchild, with a niece, with a nephew. Someone has entrusted um, us with their children or their child, God, and they're just at their wit's end. And they used to enjoy it, but now it's not enjoyable anymore. Lord, we lift them up to you, God, and we're asking you to just send them help. Give them the relief that they need, dear Heavenly Father. And as we have come across more and more stories of the grandparents uh, causing harm on their and their grandchildren, their Heavenly Father, we lift up this world, God. We lift them up to Heavenly Father so that they can hear from you in a special way, that their hearts um, are not becoming harder, but they're becoming softer because of your sweet, gentle voice, your sweet, gentle touch, their Heavenly Father. The children are not to blame. They have no idea, dear Heavenly Father, what's going on. And, Lord, we're just asking you to just take it back. Take it back. Take it back to the time when, you know, it wasn't um, so hard and it wasn't so, you know, difficult for us to continue to say yes, where there's a lot of mental illness and instability setting in. To our older individuals Their Heavenly Father But nobody's paying attention Because everybody's out for their own Selfish gain We ask you dear Heavenly Father To just part the waters And separate it all dear Heavenly Father So that our children Would not be at the brunt Of this confusion We ask you dear Heavenly Father To protect them God Cover them we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to, to be with all of the negligent individuals who have our children in their care, God. As with this individual, these two individuals, God, who just didn't even take the time to do the basics, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that you deal with them accordingly, God. Can't nobody do it like you do it. And for those, God, we ask you again to just separate them. Separate them, God, from our children. If they don't mean our children the best, then we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just divide the waters, God, again, so that our children are not put in harm's way, that our children are not in danger, that our children are not uh, neglected, dear Heavenly Father. We just ask you again, God, to just move accordingly, according to your will, dear God. We pray for every family who's been affected in today's news, God, the parents and the family of the child who was subway surfing. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just be with them, God, heal their hearts. We know that they were not prepared for this, dear Heavenly Father. And we lift up every child before you, God. And we ask you to just block, block their uh, visibility to all of these uh, areas of um, mischief that they don't need to see, God. Whatever it is you need to do, if you need to act individually or if you need to act globally, whatever you need to do, God, 
so that our children have more positive um, instances and activities before them, dear God. Raise us up that we can be mentors and people who put into place things that will occupy our children's minds and lives, God. Lord, we're calling on you. We're calling on you for your people, dear Heavenly Father. We're calling on you, God, for the people who can't call on you themselves. We're asking you, God, to just step in and just help to move us up so that we can be better citizens and serve your kingdom properly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Ah. Uh, Always, uh, <laughs> you know, just thinking about all the stuff that, you know, we're talking about. And Pastor Kim, you know, has always said, you know, this is our, our last and evil days. And you really see, that's one of the things that comes to my mind. You know, when I, I think of the grandmas and things like that, you know, how, you know, However the tide is turning, you know, whether it's, you know, the the grandparents are becoming younger and younger, so therefore they feel like their life hasn't been lived, you know, before their children now start having children, and now they have to be, you know, they're forced to step in, or um, the situation is where they need to get involved, you know, whether, you know, I said as the, you know, parents are getting older their mental stability shifts you know we we're expecting them to be the same grandparent at 83 that they were at 45 you know is that really a realistic you know view and and uh occurrence and situation there's so many things that are shifting that we're not paying attention to there's so many things that are shifting that we don't care about it's every man for himself. It doesn't matter if I made the choice to get to have this child or not. You know, so-and-so can take care of them, and, and that's it. And, you know, it, it's, again, a blessing to be able, you know, as Elder Natisha said, to be able to impart into your, you know, child's life, into your grandchild's life. You know, I, again, look at my wife spends a lot of time with us, and... You know, I'm not the grandma I used to be. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not the mother I used to be. I'm only one grandma. But, um, you know, I, I can't do what I used to do before. You know, she asked yesterday, "Can we go to the park?" I just looked at her, my child. My park days are over. <laughs> you know, and I, I really thought about it, and I was like, "All right, Stephanie, you're gonna have to." figure out how you're going to get this done because, you know, just because your park days are over, you know, doesn't mean that you can't push. Um, And I'm willing to push. I'm willing to push so that, you know, we do go out. You know, um, I, I do want to share those special times with her so that she can say, you know, my grandma, my grandma, my grandma, the way her mother could say her grandma, her grandma, her grandma. And, you know, we're living in a different time where they 
are behind these devices and things like that. And we don't, you know, we try not to let her stay behind those devices so much. And, and how else are we going to do this but to really spend time away from the house, away from the devices? So, you know, we have to, you know, go before the Lord, those of us who know the Lord. You know, we have to go before the Lord to, you know, to, to, to get what we need, whatever it is, whether we need a new idea, whether we need a, a new ability, whether we need, you know, some type of assistance in, in some shape, form, or fashion. We need to go before the Lord for that because the rest of this world doesn't know how to do that. So a grandma who has always or increasingly become, you know, uh, harsher and less patient, if she doesn't have the Lord, then that is just going to be exacerbated. That's going to be worse because we know how we can possibly, excuse me, lose patience, and we know the Lord. So imagine an individual who has no connection with God. That's a, that's a blessing to us. It's a blessing that we knew the Lord before we became grandparents. Because now we think on the way Elder Nye Jesus spoke. Or, you know, okay, God, we go. Because when she said the park, I, just, I was like, oh, yo, this park, I can't even get out the gate. You talking about the park? Okay. You know, now it's like, okay, do I go to the park and just watch her? No, you can't do that either. I got to find a way to get busy. I got to find a way to become physically able to do something. And again, I, that's my cry. That's my plea. What's another grandparent's, you know, petition to God? We have a place to go because we were introduced to God before we got to this point. Now, now, imagine those who have no hope. Imagine those who are just sinking because they don't have God. That's the way this world is living. That's why we see the deterioration at the rate that we're seeing because there is no God they have no desire for God they're not going to try God and it's just getting worse and worse and God says I'll leave you to a reprobate mind Woo! this is what's happening this is how the babies are dying at 7 years old because grandma lost it finally to the degree where she murders the children because we're just left alone because we want to be left alone so come on, come on, grab God, because you're going to need him. You're going to need him more and more as life goes on. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my ladies, for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior 
right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to us. And I want to add, I'm not necessarily talking about death. Look at the deterioration and where it's taking us. Later is not promised to any of us in any shape, form, or fashion. Until tomorrow, it's Therapeutic Thursday. God spare our life. I love you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.